Man, I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm so excited, Mesa starting, seriously. Um, man, I'm so honored to be up here, um, to be able to speak up here. I'm just going to get right to it. Um, so I grew up in the church, and in middle school, I accepted God as my own personal God and not my parents. After that, I got extremely passionate for God, but sometime in high school, I felt like I was not progressing in my spiritual walk or that God was not speaking to me anymore. So I automatically thought that I was not reading my Bible enough, praising God enough, or praying enough. So I got stuck in the mindset that everything I did or didn't do would reflect on how God would treat me. The feeling of judgment had dug its way in me. Therefore, without being aware of it, I started seeing God as someone who was constantly <clears throat> keeping track of what I did or didn't do. Like his love started me... Like his love for me started uh, at 100%, but those percentages started going down according to what I did. I could ask for forgiveness, and he would forgive me. But I thought that his view of me had changed already, and that he started treating me differently. Like he knew that I would probably screw up again, and the more I screwed up, the more hope uh, he would start losing in me. So I had heard about God's love all my life, but those words did not sink into my heart completely. You can already tell that my view of God was twisted. Uh, spiritual depth and intimacy was something I longed for, but couldn't get. I thought I didn't know or experience God enough to be intimate with Him. I thought I had to know who and what He was all about first. So the passion I used to have uh, started to die down, and I began to settle for what I had, and I just tried to maintain that state. With all this going on, I got involved in a relationship, which really messed me up because of where I was spiritually. Spiritually. <clears throat> I thought that God was always and would always be my priority, but I started to get deeper and deeper into sexual sins. I was so torn because my desires were going against what I believed in. I would still go to church and do my devotionals, but what I really was trying to do was to make an excuse to continue being in that relationship. Doing what I wanted while covering my sins with, once in a while talking to God and uh, just checking if we were cool and uh, squeezing out a couple of tears just to prove that I was truly sorry. I knew I wasn't surrendering my real heart to God. I couldn't feel the same thing as before when I was close to God, so I would inflict myself with feelings of guilt. I thought I had to feel guilty so that God could forgive me. So instead of confronting reality, I just embraced my lies while ignoring God when he was speaking loud and clear. Um, after that relationship, I was very hurt, depressed, confused, and felt worthless. I didn't know who I was. I didn't know if God really existed anymore. And if he did, I didn't know if I wanted to follow him. Uh, so I did a semester of college and then came to Korea. This was perfect for me to get away from everyone and understand who I was without all the labels I had collected and to find my stance on God. Coming to Korea, I was sure that three things would happen whether I wanted to or not. I was going to drink a lot, club a lot, and just fool around with guys. Uh, I still went out to church on Sundays, and God would speak to me powerfully. But when Monday morning came, I felt like God was not my reality, and that he was not practical for daily life. A huge part of me wanted to screw up bad while I, was, I still had the excuse of being young. Then at least I would be in the lowest of the lowest, and God could change me drastically. In all that unspoken confusion, my friend invited me to Emmaus. <laughs> Emmaus. <laughs> She had gone and thought I liked it since it was about God and people there knew how to speak English. So I went because deep down my soul longed for God. I came in during worship and seeing the youth so passionate for God, 
got me confused and jealous even. I didn't understand why these college students were in a room praising God fervently with no shame on a Tuesday night. Why were they not out drinking and messing around? And where did my passion for God go? What is this freedom they experienced? That same night, Eunice Lee shared her testimony, which was exactly what I needed to hear. It spoke to me so powerfully. I could not deny that God planned for me to go to that specific large group, and I was so touched that he still wanted me. Um, after large group, I signed up for Familia, <laughs> even though I didn't want to. I didn't want to open up to these girls that would probably judge me and maybe even be encouraged to stray away from God after hearing what I've done, being a PMK. Uh, I felt so awkward hanging out with the MA students because they were already so close. Like, they had just come back from their retreat. <laughs> so, yeah, they were really close. But I kept going out to Emmaus and trying to get used to this new environment because I knew God's presence was there. And I knew these people were different. Like, there was something genuine about them. I learned so much from the students. They knew how to walk it out. They weren't putting on a show for other people or the leaders. Uh, this was who they were, young, hungry, and passionate for God. I had never met young people like that. I did end up signing up for Familia. And it was bomb. <laughs> I got rocked the first gathering. After my first familiar, I couldn't wait for the next one. There is not one familiar gathering in which we did not get blasted. I remember one familiar so clearly. All the girls and Swan gathered around me, me to pray for me. Swan started prophesying over me and the feeling of guilt I was dealing with. Then she shared a vision she had got from me during that week. I'll share it real quickly. Uh, I was in rags and chains in the center of a room full of judges, and they were all telling me the wrong things I had done. I couldn't do anything but look down and be in silence because everything they said was right. I had done all those things. But in the midst of all that, Jesus stands up and says, She is mine. The judges ask him if he does not know the things I have done, but Jesus replies, I don't care what she's done. She's mine. Jesus pulls me out of that room and starts taking off my chains. When he does, there's a deep like, there's deep scars on my wrists, ankles, and neck. He starts to cleanse me and treat my wounds. I can't look at him out of confusion and shame. But God is not in a rush. He is not lusting after me. He's writing a love story. He's loving me and pursuing me with such gentleness. So after that, I just bawled. <laughs> I was going back home. I was bawling in the streets of Korea <laughs> and crying and speaking in tongues. And I was like, what is this? And uh, God's love was too strong on me. Uh, and to calm myself down, I popped in some music. But it happened to be My Little One by John Thurlow. It was like God speaking to me directly, telling me it's okay to cry and there, that he's here for me. I can come as I am, even in all my confusion. The feeling of being judged and the lie that I was filthy before God was broken off. Oh, crazy. <laughs> I understood that I was not the one who determined his presence. Man, he wanted me, and that's that, you know. And I did not feel judged once during Familia, Emmaus, or New Philly. Familia was a place where I seriously shared my deepest secrets and what I was going through at that current moment. Just being vulnerable during Familia was such a blessing. I never had had that. Not only at Emmaus, but also in New Philly. I never felt so much freedom in the church. Uh, I wasn't sure if I liked New Philly at first. Like, it was too charismatic for me. I grew up in the Presbyterian church. Uh, so I didn't know if this church just went with the feeling of things or if it actually had content. But once I got to know the people in the church and listened to more of the messages and podcasts, I saw that New Philly was a church of my dreams. I felt at home. God is really doing something so good and so great here. 
Even though I came in this year, this is a place where I came into without understanding the whole sonship thing, but something in my spirit connected. I felt like everything this house has gone through, I just inherited. It had been a while since I came to church excited and always changed after each service. Uh, Proverbs 24, 3, 4. This is New Philly. <clears throat> it says, By wisdom a house is built, and through understanding it is established. Through knowledge its rooms are filled with rare and beautiful treasures. I have not stopped growing since and will not stop growing. It is a lie that when I reach a spiritual high and about to hit a spiritual low, it is a constant growth. I learned that feelings don't define what is truly going on. I learned that God loves me for being his daughter and not for the things I have or will do. When I screw up, his grace goes beyond that and he waits for me there. I am free. <laughs> I didn't have to work to restore my relationship with God. He is constantly good. Even when I go back to Brazil and my old friends and old circumstances go against everything I have experienced here in Korea, God stands for me. He is true always, and I will never be the same. I cannot be the same after he reveals who he is and what his heart is for me. When I think I understand God's love, I find myself in this ocean again. I can't help but give praise and want more of him. God is good. Amen. Amen.